0: Thank you, John, thank you for uh, being here on this beautiful um, beautiful summer afternoon. Uh, I am going to talk about Silvio Berlusconi, principally, um, and, his, uh, and the issues raised by his uh, control of the media and um, the relationship between media, corporate power, and political power in Italy, but try to use that to cast light on Rupert Murdoch, Murdochismo, if you like, um, and the issues in the Leveson inquiry and in the British debate about uh, news corporation, news international, and the appropriate um, regulatory uh, framework for the media, uh, and what is too much media power from the comfort um, comfort point of a, of a democracy, and to try to make them cast light on each other, to read into, I hope, the discussion. Um, when, I, when we, the Economist, uh, investigated Silvio Berlusconi in 2000, uh, 2001, um, he had been in power uh, once for nine months in Italy as a new broom in 1994, in a sense the, the guerrilla of his time. Um, after a political and economic crisis in Italy in the early 1990s, Silvio Berlusconi was the apparent newcomer, um, uh, heralding change, speaking the language of the people. Um, But then his government collapsed after nine months. And 2001, when we focused on him at The Economist, was his comeback, but also then the beginning of his uh, most powerful period. Uh, And since then, and at that time, a key question which people often ask um, really was whether Silvio Berlusconi, um, as a media mogul turned prime minister, um, was he an Italian exception? a um, product of particular Italian circumstances? Or was he a herald of a, a, a herald of a general phenomenon, a general problem in uh, democracies um, of uh, corporate power entering politics and corporate power taking over politics and especially of the concentration of, of, of media power? And for much of the time after then, one of the problems in thinking about Silvio Berlusconi is that, in a way, he was too scandalous, um, that we now can get a smile from anyone with the phrase bunga bunga, um, without even knowing quite what it means. Um, probably, thank goodness. Um, there are different interpretations. Indeed. That's right. That's the genius of the phrase, um, that it has so many interpretations. That, um, Some of the main actors or actresses of the Silvio Berlusconi time in government were people like Ruby Rubacuori, Ruby Heartstealer, um, a um, actually Moroccan immigrant to Sicily um, uh, who uh, who was a a, a young, um, now accused to be a young underage prostitute um, for Berlusconi, who uh, he obtained the release of her from a Milan uh, police station by saying that she was the niece of um, um, Hosni Mubarak, um, that uh, other scandals uh, were there involving all sorts of, of um, glamorous people. That also um, a lot of concentration at that time in the early uh, part of the, of, the, of the first decade of this century, uh, and in the end of the 90s was about Berlusconi's um, actual or theoretical links to the mafia. That um, uh, his associate Mar- Marcello, uh, Marcello De Rutri um, has been on trial for the mafia association, that he employed a member of the mafia as a bodyguard upon of his villas, that there's mysteries about his money, and then that he is associated with not just media power, but with, frankly, what can be described quite fairly and objectively, I think, as media trash um, in uh, his conduct of his three commercial television channels in Italy, as shown in a uh, a, a, a Swedish-Italian film called videocracy that got some uh, celebrity two or three years ago. All of these things fueled, I think, the idea that um, Silvio Berlusconi was a quite exceptional figure, that um, Italian circumstances are also exceptional because of uh, all sorts of historical reasons, um, especially things like the the role of, uh, of organized crime. Um, because of uh, the uh, the male-dominated society, and so forth. And of course, some of that story about Italian exceptionalism uh, is true. And also, the particular package that is represented by Silvio Berlusconi is itself unique. Um, A man who grows as a property developer, then created national commercial television <coughs> by securing licenses and breaking the monopoly of, of the state-run broadcaster. And um, Rai um, getting licenses through an association with the socialist prime minister, Latino Craxi, um, built this, this, this monopoly or this, this dominance of commercial television to the point where um, he now has about 65% of the television advertising market He's got about thirty-five uh, percent of of viewership. He also owns um, a, a, a newspaper, Il Giornale, a closely associated newspaper, Libero, and a, a third paper through his family. Um, Curiously, the main shareholder is now divorced wife, um, but nevertheless, it's still in effect under his control. called um, Folio. that he has a big advertising agency that has forty percent of the advertising business. These things may make him. Absolutely, an unusual figure, and then he used this power, this this media power, and of course his financial power, to essentially create a political party, um, which is uh, an unusual phenomenon in Western democracies, namely a political party that is essentially owned by one man. Um, so there are many aspects of Silvio Berlusconi that are unique, but I think what what I want to argue today is that that exceptionalism of Silvio Berlusconi um, is distracting, and that we need to be more forensic and analytical about indeed, the problems caused in a democracy by a sort of corporate power, media power, and the relationship of the media to politics um, that Silvio Berlusconi has exploited and used um, in order to understand what are the underlying uh, phenomena that can read across into into other countries and in many of their elements do read across. And I think that in making that uh, examination, we should be uh, somewhat grateful to Rupert Murdoch, um and to um, the Leveson Inquiry and everything that's gone on at News International and the news of the world. Um, as they have helped, I think, and they certainly helped me to cast light on what are the fundamental and universal issues about the relationship between corporate power the media and politics in this especially fast-changing modern media and internet era. And I certainly don't know the answers about where this leads and uh, what the regulatory and public policy implications of either case are. But I I hope that we can illuminate some of them through our discussion today. To um, go back a little to the beginning, the irony about Silvio Berlusconi and Rupert Murdoch um, that they are both similar and now sworn enemies of one another who at one point were friends, um, admirers of each other as disruptive innovators in the media in the 1980s. Um, Rupert Murdoch claims that when uh, Silvio Berlusconi announced that he was entering politics in 1993-1994, he, Rupert Murdoch, tried to persuade him that he shouldn't and that he would be much better off pursuing his, his um, business goals um, and ambitions um, outside politics. Um, the irony of that is that now Sky Italia, Rupert Murdoch's Italian pay TV and light TV um, channel um, is really the most formidable competitor in commercial television to uh, Silvio Velasco media set uh, channels. Um, and. Um, they are there in a sense as a sort of clash of the titans, they've become enemies, and that it has precisely being Silvio Berlusconi's entry into politics that and gaining of political power that has enabled MediaSet to hold back um, the uh, the rise of Sky Italia and the threat that it plays uh, that it poses to um the MediaSet commercial channels through um of targeted tax uh, tax um, imposition, uh, and uh, through uh, a refusal refusal to re- to uh, change regulations to facilitate Sky Italia's expansion, um, and that now that Berlusconi is finally out of politics, now that he's finally away, or now he's out of the prime ministership, um, and could potentially now take Rupert Murdoch's um, advice. In fact, he is at his most vulnerable to um, Rupert Murdoch. So what? What is Berlusconismo in today's context, for the for the point of view of today's discussion, um, and what are the, the parallels across? And I think, as I've indicated about the exceptionalism, the principal thing that that uh, the readers of it or viewers of Italian politics focus on, uh, which is the political populism of Berlusconi, is talent at direct communication um, with ordinary Italians. Speaking in a common language, of playing on the simple aspirations um, of Italian voters, especially aspirations not to pay taxes, um, are um, distractions. Really, politically now, Beppe Grillo, as John mentioned, is probably the equivalent. Um, but there will be other um, rising of, um, communicators. That is the political thing. But the media domination, I think, is 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 a is a is a. A different issue. What the, that position that that um, Berlusconi built for himself in the media um, has done, in combination with the um, with the pre-existing relationship between political parties and public broadcasting, which Berlusconi set, and really divides into the following. First, I think the most important when he's in government is the control over the flow of information. When he's in government, this is powerful because he, as the Prime Minister, has the power to appoint the um, equivalent of the Director General of the BBC, the Director of, uh, of Rai, the State Broadcasting Organization, and um, who in turn uh, appoints the Director of the equivalent of the BBC uh, 6 and 10 o'clock Newses, um, and provides, in combination with his commercial television news channels, um, if he wishes to exercise it, a a control over what most Italians um, know and see about what's going on in their country. This is, I think, worthy of examination and discussion, um, simply because it has proved to be an extremely powerful uh, force, despite the fact that we are in a media revolution with um, increasing proliferation of of, uh, sources of information. Internet penetration in Italy is lower than um, in other Western European countries, but it's still considerable. It's about 40% of households, um, much lower in the south, higher in the north. Figures of France, Germany, or Britain would be 60 to 70% um, with with internet access. So it's not as if there's a shortage of sources of information. What I think um, is important about this flow of information and control over it is that it tells us that, um, or at least in the Italian context, um, it shows that the issue um, presented by his his media power is not really about the plurality of opinion um, in, in the Italian democracy, because there is plenty of plurality of opinion. Um, and indeed, in, in Italian media, which John is a much bigger, greater expert on than I am, um, more or less anyone can found a newspaper with public subsidy. It's probably about to change this, but um, um, as long as you have a, a, a political party, which I think John and I could form quite easily, um, <laughs> if we wish through <laughs> it, <laughs> um, we would why, why get a flow of money to found a newspaper which would be read by our mother, um, and a couple of other <laughs> supporters, um, and so on, but we would get a flow of money. Um, so there are public subsidies, there's plenty of newspapers in it. Um, there's lots of websites, um, there's plenty of sources of, of information, but um, what the managed to do, particularly when he's in government, as I say, is to dominate impact, dominate, the strength of voice um, through the channels that most Italians actually get their information from. Um, so all the rest, through the communist newspapers, through John and my party newspaper, through uh, all these others, are just noise um, compared with um, the the uh, either controlling or anaesthetizing effect um, of uh, the strength of voice that uh, the combination of the main TV news on Rai and the media set news succeeded in having. Um, second effect of his dominance has been um, his ability to use his media, both TV and uh, newspapers, uh, and his advertising control as a form of intimidation um, and intimidation for the marginalization of his critics. Uh, that is very, most clear in, obviously, politics and the ability to use his media to, to uh, marginalize political opponents, um, particularly through smear campaigns um, about uh, their time with Brazilian transvestites or um, you know, whatever, um, or their habits with dogs or something. Um, have to be invented, but um, many of them are. Um, and that's been obviously very effective in politics. It's also been an effective tool um, with intellectuals, with uh, with uh, media critics, with opinion formers. Um, one of them, Roberto Saviano, um, author of the book about the Neapolitan mafia, the Camorra, um, and a great, brave campaigner who's under 24-hour protection from, from the mafia, um, uh, named this the mud machine, um, the, uh, the, the smear campaigns that uh, the Berlusconi media have, have turned into an art form. Um, and that has been pretty effective on dampening down intellectual criticism as well. Um, but also, uh, he has used these uh, methods as ways to intimidate and suppress criticism from business, from other business leaders, uh, particularly because of his Power in the advertising sales market, um, but also uh, the domination of the outlets, I mean, of, of commercial television. Um, given that he was in office from 2001, 2006, and then 2008 until last November, eight years of economic failure, um, the fact that the business community in Italy only started to voice criticisms against him about 18 months ago, um, I think tells you some of the power of that intimid- intimidation and, and marginalization that hasn't <coughs> got its, its as I say its, um, its uh, quintessence in the mud machine um, but not only because the intimidation of, the, of business hasn't been required to be done through dirty tactics it's really through like, arm twisting so I think um this picture of what those has get able to do um, does have some special characteristics um, that are Italian particularly because of the role of public broadcasting in that country where it was ever since the Second World War highly politicized and in effect divided up between the main party groups so that there was never a chance that the right play a BBC-type role um, as an independent uh, um, voice. And I think um, another special aspect of, of, of Italian life that it has something to do with the violent uh, violence of the 1970s and terrorism, the, the polarization of, of the country, has been also a certain um, ambiguity about the nature of truth and falsehood that um, makes it easier to peddle falsehood um, than than it uh, would be in some other countries. um, Because most facts, or many facts, um, are considered contingent or lose suspicion uh, in that context. So those are special, special circumstances that I think enabled him to exploit a certain lack of accountability in the system um, and of course by getting into government directly to to, to fuel his strength um, by um, uh, by passing laws that uh, that uh, facilitated his own businesses and his own his own media so most clearly the lesson of silver Berlusconi is not to allow corporate power or especially media power actually to control the law um, and that's as it were, a lesson that we can all uh, buy into, and, uh, and that was really why we at The Economist um, took him on as an enemy in the first place. But I think that the connections with, with uh, Ruth, the group that Murdoch and with um, the Leveson Inquiry and all the issues around um, news corporation should tell us that there are some issues that come from Murdoch that are linked to Murdoch that do read across Of course, Murdoch has never been directly a political player. Um, There's never been a Murdoch party. He um, offers his political favours to whoever he thinks is going to serve his commercial interests, and usually to whoever he thinks is going to be the winner. Um, He backs the strongest horse in the race. Um, But I think, um, secondly, the an important thing that for me has come out of the of the whole um, news of the world affair uh, and reflections on the on the position in British public life of, of uh, News International is that, like in Italy, um, the real issue is not about plurality of opinion. Uh, at the time when Margaret Thatcher and the Conservative government allowed uh, Rupert Murdoch to buy the Times and the Sunday Times. And, uh, share, of, uh, share of newspaper readership um, that uh, he now has, and then to enter commercial television through uh, Sky and um, the purchase of uh, British satellite broadcasting. Um, the, the debate about it centered on the question of, of, uh, of plurality, um, that uh, too much dominance in the media was defined as, as being whether, as by whether or not it. Uh, it uh, reduced um, the plurality of voices in, the, in, in British democracy. Is that my interpretation of it? Well, I think that actually what we've seen in reflecting upon the, the, the scandals, reflecting upon what happened at News International is that, like in Italy, it's not really a question of plurality, but rather a question of the strength of voice um, and the impact that a particular media group can have and in the British context, I think, um, the relevant like, market share of voice that News International came to represent was really, in this case, the non-BBC voice. Um, because it essentially, from the point of view of political influence in this country, um, it's pretty clear to all politicians that they cannot expect to influence vote voters through the BBC. Or at least they're not going to be able to curry favor, to secure um, uh, secure votes, to secure support through the BBC. And therefore, the relevant um, constituency is where independent, influenceable media, and within independent, influenceable media, um, Rupert Murdoch came to take, I don't know, an 80% share um, of that independent, influence of the media, um, because of strength of voice, the in, the the internet and the or the whole online um, uh, revolution appears not to have made a made a difference uh, in a slightly puzzlingly, but not to have made a difference. I'm sure you have better explanations than me as to why. Um, in this context. Um, the use of intimidation um, by media groups, of which News International is certainly not the only one to use intimidation, but because of its dominance, its intimidation tactics, are most powerful, and associated with it, a certain connivance, um, connected linguistically to polyvents, in Italian, that is something used always about um, about particularly relationship between mafia and politics. Um, between politicians, the police in this case, some business groups, um, and the media, uh, I think produced for News International power, power and a, a role um, analogous to the sort of role that Berlusconi uh, and, and influence that Berlusconi was, cap- was has been able to produce um, in entering entering politics and with as we see now finally with the Lawson inquiry and with the police inquiries um, ultimately some sense of accountability so what are the um, policy conclusions one and secondly where um, where might it go in Italy and you'll tell me where it would go in Britain clearly in Italy the big public policy issues are um a conflict of interest law to prevent someone um, at the same time owning uh, the media and entering government or in fact owning other large elements of, of, of public life or corporate life as going into government. This didn't happen in the 1990s because the left who could have passed a conflict of interest law had plenty of conflicts of interests of their own over this issue, they may have underestimated his um, ability to come back, Um, they didn't want to uh, risk their own influence over public broadcasting over Rye, some of them probably directly took money in order to uh, to discourage this, Um, but at any rate, the ball was dropped, Um, there was no conflict of interest law put in, clearly in Italy what needs to happen is that a conflict of interest law needs to be put in. But secondly, the question, the public policy question that comes in, is what thresholds, what what um, uh, measures to should one have of media concentration um, in modern democracy with the internet revolution going on? I used to think um, that that the media could be considered essentially in the same way as other anti-trust competition issues. Uh, and that just as you wouldn't have just as you would consider a, a dominant position in chocolates uh, to be something around sort of 30 30 percent 34 percent and the ability to abuse it would be the measure so the same sort of measures um, would be adequate in the media I think that because of this of this um, ability to use strength of voice rather than simply share of readers of, of, of or eyeballs or something um, I come to believe that we need lower thresholds in the media um, and that uh, actually um, probably there is a case for um, a separate antitrust uh, law and restriction on uh, domination of the media not as I've said because of the issue of plurality of voice, but rather about this issue of dominance and the strength of voice um, and uh, impact that a concentrated media can have um, in uh, a uh, democracy. The commercial issue would would, would would lead you simply towards the same sort of view as you would have of, of, of the Arnold chocolates, it seems to me, but I think the, the, the democratic issue Leads to me to be a lower to a lower threshold, but how to measure it and where to set it, I don't know. Third issue is, of course, about media regulation and the mud machine. Should there be uh, special um, measures to restrict uh, intimidation and smear smear campaigns um, in the media beyond defamation laws uh, and privacy laws? Uh, I'm sceptical about that, but there's no doubt that the success of both Business Gaming and of News International in using intimidation uh, makes this not an easy question to uh, to uh, answer. Um, I think it would, I would be very sceptical as a former editor because I'm sure that plenty of people considered um, things that I published in The Economist, especially in like, Um even though I, of course, thought it was highly statistically rigorous enough. Um, uh, but um, the ability to define what was unacceptable behavior is difficult. So I think we nevertheless have to think about, um, about, uh, about how you would possibly um, define that. It may be that openness and accountability is, is, is the solution, but um, it is, it is a, a, an important question. But finally, I think you do come with with this issue and with the issues of Berlusconi and Murdoch to uh, acknowledge that they are special because of the media, that they form part of the broader issue in our democracies of concentration of power, of concentration of corporate power, especially of the role of lobbies um, in America, of, of the lobby of the city of London in Britain, of oligarchies. Um, in forming themse- themselves around, uh, uh, as a grip on public life of the potentially excessive role of donors to campaign finance um, and of an excessive um, and too close a relationship between government and business. Um, so it's not solely a media issue, but rather it is, it is a subset of this issue of how, how far is too far in the concentration of power in our democracies. Where this leads in Italy um, is that at the present, Silvio Berlusconi, we are not we are really after Berlusconi in the sense that he is no longer in power, he's no longer a prime minister, but he still presides over the strongest single party in the Italian parliament. Um, he's still in politics, despite having said he was going to leave on many occasions. Um, and um, he is an obstruction to any new media laws, any um, any uh, liberalization of the media, any conflict of interest law, as long as his political position remains at that strength. Uh, and um, he is likely to try to find ways to come back. Uh, so we're certainly not at the end of the story, as far as Sylvia Berlusconi is concerned. Um, Rupert Murdoch probably has a greater commercial future in Italy than um, and Silvio Berlusconi in Sky Italia will be one of the great benefits of eventual liberalisation in Italy. But I'm not showing his great commercial future in Britain. I'll stop now.